This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And there might be a heat wave sweeping all over the country. We're up in the middle of it, and the only way we really know is because it rains every 30 minutes here, and then it's just steaming constantly hot after that. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, I've got my, I, I went into the cupboards, I pulled out all my thermoses, mm-hmm. filled them up with ice. <laughs> right, right. Today's the day. And today's the day, and I've got an older uh, property I'm headed to after this, and it's got a crawl space, oh. which will probably be cooler down there. I, I bet it will, absolutely. <laughs> have, you, have you ever invested or thought about one of those, uh, the camel packs, like runners and, and yeah, hikers? I've got use? one when I used to cycle, and so, yeah, no, I stay well hydrated, Do you? which also means I spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> just I, cycle look, right through. It's, you know, it's Maybe important. you need two camel packs. Yeah. <laughs> Input and an output. Yeah. <laughs> a little catheter nice, action. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, well, good luck under the house. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Jeff, it's it's hot. You have to be really, really careful. Yeah, Jeff, uh, I know. I I don't even know how you're dealing with this. With <laughs> I, you know, I go out. The only way, Java, the only way we can know how to deal with this is when you mow your lawn. Because it's right now, it's like if I mow it right now, it might yeah. be dry enough to get through it all before it rains again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I know. something. I'm, I'm telling you, it's so hard to do any kind of planning. There, um, there are spaces in my backyard where where it's it's rained so much so far that it, that's actually killed off some of the early weeds. You know, yeah. so now there's some mud spots in my right. backyard. Oh, I know. Right. I know. They won't go but away. Flowers then, look awesome. And then <laughs> yeah. you know, couple that with with all of our power outages. Yeah. Uh, we've we've got three freezers. We have one one in the on my side of the garage that we keep our fish and deer meat in well of course we lost that then we have our main freezer inside lost everything in that oh no and then we have another freezer on the back patio um and of course you know we were out of town right oh man oh yeah so we we uh, came home to a mess. To a mess. You know, you know that brings up a good point. One, uh, one of the people that works here yesterday came up to me and he said, "Well, my wife and I are off to go buy a generator." Yes. And I'm like, "Good yes. luck, mm-hmm. right?" You know? um, no, you, you can't can't find a generator. Well, and no. I told him I was like, you know, you can you can even check the 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 small engine guys out there around because some of them have. 
uh, used ones that they've repaired that people didn't pick up, and you could buy those. And, and anyway, there's it's there's a couple of different ways, you know, like Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that. But it is it's funny because if you go into the home stores right now and look for a generator, there's not one. However, two weeks from now, look on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, they'll be everywhere. And, and they'll be everywhere. And I don't know why people sell them. It's like it's it's not like it's not going right. to rain again here. It's, it's not a you temporary. Know? thing <laughs> yeah. right and i mean you know here's the sad part houseworks has probably purchased a dozen over right. the over the 25 years right so i called my guy uh there are all around guy that does everything and mm-hmm. i said jimmy um uh, bring a generator uh, boss we don't have one uh, what Right. right. Where's all those generators? But they are kind of temporary. Yes. You know, it's it's something goes wrong with them and we either junk them or. You know, get right. Yeah. Well, you know, they asked me. Uh, the, this person asked me, um, "Hey, wh- how much? How much generator do I need?" And I thought, you know what? Nobody, nobody knows this, or even needs to know it until the day they need to know it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Well, yeah. you know, if it's in the budget, get a get Full a 20, house. get a 21 or get 22, your yeah, uh, 21 or 22 kW, so you can run your entire house. Yeah. Well, and see that is, Mo, you know, it depends. But, but yeah. see, Jeff, what you're talking about is planning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is, I'm talking. This dude needed a generator yesterday. That's right. That's hey, right. can I tell? Can I tell a story about a full house generator? Yeah, yeah, go. Um, there's a particular house. I've been in this house four times over the last twenty years, just inspecting different owners, whatever. And so the last time I was there, they, they actually had a groundskeeper. So that tells you the kind of house that it is. I mean, it's not a small little cabbage patch. This thing's enormous. Well, they have one of those big, fancy, whole house, and it has to be enormous because it's a very big house. Right. And so those things should cycle on every week as a test. Yeah, yeah. And this one wasn't working, and they went in to investigate, and it had been infested with rats. Really? And they had gotten inside and just chewed the, all the electrical, all everything oh, yeah. up. Yeah. And the repair on that thing was, I was, I, I, it was a jaw dropper. It was like 15000 Probably. To, oh, my gosh. To repair. And so his solution, this is what I wanted to share that I just thought was so funny. I was like, well, how do you, you know, my thought is, because I'm a plant, how do you keep that from happening again? Pellet gun? I don't know what. Well, he, coyote piss. <laughs> I was like, "What? Yeah, that that will, but but you know that that's going to wear out too. It will after that's, a while. That's wear if you've off. got a groundskeeper that that sprays it every two well, weeks, yeah, yeah, that or or our rodent traps, you know, put the, put the rodent traps out. But yeah, but yeah, that that in fact happened to one of our trucks. A mouse or squirrel or something got got in the engine compartment and just chewed the wire. And they'll eat, they'll eat yeah. the electrical wiring. Yeah, I guess they like the plastic or something. I have no well, idea. Well, rodents have to... We were I, My aunt and cousin were uh, in town this weekend and we were talking about that. They have to chew all the time because if they don't, their teeth get too long and they starve to death. So oh, they're okay. constantly looking for metal to chew on. That's why you don't nice. want them in your attic or in your vehicles. This moment on Fix It 101 was brought to you by Creature Comforts. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Boy, one of the things that, you know, the storms coming through have really made a mess of I, I was driving through my my uh, neighborhood this this week, like this morning on the way to work even. And there's just tree limbs on the side everywhere. of the road. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. There's yeah. just such a mess. And I thought, wow, the, the, the city that, you know, coming by and picking them up is going to be doing this for three weeks. You know? At least. Oh, yeah. And my thought was, okay, tree limbs down means roofs are damaged around around of the course. city. Sure. Around the city. Sure. Roofs are damaged. So so um, there's a couple of things, a couple of things that I was I was curious about. I, I saw that that there was uh, someone had mentioned roof damage and what to look for in Java wrote down some things and i just thought this was uh, amazing as you're walking around your house uh like as you're looking up that one thing you want to do is if you've had those big winds and these winds were amazing they're wicked they were amazing mm-hmm. the other day uh if you have a, a a missing shingle you want to try to replace that as soon as possible as soon as you can uh, get that shingle replaced. Um, one of the things you want to look for after a windstorm also is a, a curled shingle. If they've curled up or bent over or anything mm-hmm. of that nature, yeah. as you're walking by, um, uh, it'll do that. Also, check for dark patches where the granules have come off the shingle. Look. And you can look. You don't have to look up for that, folks. You can actually look at where your gutter downspout is. Mm-hmm. If you have gutters, you'll have granules uh, uh-huh. right there. That's what we look for. Uh-huh. And then you can also see it if you go to the drip edge just below where the uh, water's coming off of the house right. and down, there will be granules in the landscaping. Right. now, And if it gets too thin, the, the bare patches make the shingles vulnerable to the sun, which can kind of dry out the, the, the asphalt portion mm-hmm. and can lead to a leak. Loss of granules is is a big no-no on houses. Right. Also, we've talked about this on the show a hundred times, uh, inspect for bent or detached flashing. And flashing is the pieces of metal that you see that are on your roof that are in the corners a lot of times. Well, it's where the roof will, will meet a wall right. or meet a chimney mm-hmm. or meet a pipe. Right. You should have some type of, there will be a flashing there. Sometimes it's a boot. There'll be a right. rubber boot around a vent pipe. So those are your vulnerable points on your roof. Um, Also, any debris, obviously, uh, from anywhere on the roof. If you leave debris on the roof for any amount of time, that's going to mold up in no time on your roof. It also attracts uh, rodents and insects. Well, I was going to say, any tree on your roof, you know, there's no such thing as a a big limb that doesn't have critters on it, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) whether that be bugs or something else. But uh, trees are are a doorway to get into your home Mm -hmm. when the limbs go down. It's a ladder. Yes. (laughs) Yes, It's a rodent ladder. Yes. (laughs) All right. uh, real quick, we uh, got an email here that I wanted to get to. When is the best time of the year to have a pine tree removed? I saw this email this morning, and I thought after with with all the storm stuff, and I thought before it's on your house is mm-hmm. a good time. Well, yeah. not after a storm because that and and the reason I say that is because. These tree guys are busy. I can't imagine trying to get a tree guy today. No, you're not. You're just not. And so think about it. 
And, and we do this when we're inspecting houses. We'll look up, and if we see any evidence of a dangerous tree, rotted tree, limbs over the roof, then we talk to the homeowner about that. And I did this myself back yeah. – when did I do this? It would have been about – Six months ago, back before, whenever there weren't any storms, right. I did it in the winter time. So it, there was nothing yeah. really. It was a colder day, and when I uh, talked to the the particular person I use, I've used several times. So I called him up. He came over, and I said, "Well, when can you get get to this?" He said, "I'll be here tomorrow." <laughs> right. Yeah. And so in the winter when no one needed nobody him. needed him, right. and so and what I did, I, the reason I like this particular person is because they have this equipment where they can literally move this piece of equipment to right underneath the tree and go up through the middle in a bucket mm-hmm. and trim out all the dead stuff. So I took off everything that was going over my roof and all the dead stuff. And so it it really has been awesome with these storms that have been coming through. I haven't had a lot of limbs in my yard because I'd already trimmed them all out. Oh, I'm convinced. If you want a date in this town, just walk down the street and say, I'm a tree guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Now, let me uh, let me also just throw this out there. If you think you have roof damage, mm-hmm. call a qualified roofer. Do not call your insurance company and file a claim yes. Because, yes. because your next door neighbor's getting a roof and you think you're going to get one. Don't do it. Okay. Call a qualified roofer, and call two right. of them. It's, All right, Captain it, it Experience. Typically, does not cost anything to get a roof inspection. You have to explain why. Well, here's the problem: when you call your agent and say, "I think I have roof damage. I have roof damage. I need to file a claim." Mm-hmm. Ding. You just filed a claim, <laughs> regardless if you have a claim. Yeah. You filed a claim on your record. Right. Even if they don't pay out. Ouch. Now, now you have on your record, you have a, let's call it an X. Uh-huh. And you don't want a bunch of those X's. Right. So just do your homework, relax, calm down a little bit, call a qualified contractor to... And consider inspect. consider what you're seeing on the roof. If you're missing a shingle, remember you've probably got about a thousand dollar deductible on. Yeah, that. I mean if if it's <laughs> if it's one shingle messed up, if it's if it's if it's ten, fifteen, twenty shingles messed up, it's probably not worth filing a claim. All right, Marsh is on the line in Birmingham for real. Yes, I'm in Birmingham. Uh, I moved from Jackson. Uh, Last year. Oh, cool. How are you listening to uh, us, Marsha? Through the app. Cool. App. I, I love it. I, I, miss, I miss y'all, okay? We miss you, Marsha. <laughs> thank you, Marsha. Yeah. I miss y'all. I yeah. don't miss Jackson. I don't miss the heat. I don't miss the water problem. Oh, I don't anyway, miss the- <laughs> I miss y'all. So what question do you have? My question, well, first of all, first of all, who had the, the, the rat problem, all he needs to do is get a couple of cats. I mean, forget the coyote piss. All he needs is some cats. Yeah, cats. that's my yeah. solution. Right. I, I don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my, I'm with you, Marsha. Right. 100%. My, my, my cats and my dog take care of my mouse problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, unfortunately, they kind of bring them into the house, and I kind of got to get them out. But that's another story. Anyway. Right. Yeah, it's uh, a team sport with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, boy, is it. 
second of all is, Pam, you inspected my house in Jackson when I was moving, and you did an outstanding job. Oh. I, I want to I brag on you all. Endorsement yeah, alert. I, I had no problem. I, I had no problems selling the house. I didn't have anything I had to repair because we'd already taken care of it. So, awesome. I know. But I moved to Birmingham. Well, actually, in south of Birmingham. But anyway, I moved over here, bought a new house. Uh, the inspector was recommended by the realtor, and I'm not so sure that was a good idea uh, because he missed a lot. So my question is: is how do you find a good inspection person? Yeah, so there's know. an organization for that. Yeah. Well, actually, Marsha, um, what I tell folks to do, because we get phone calls from folks, you know, around the state and our adjoining states asking, you know, well, I drive over there and yeah. <laughs> I'm only licensed in Mississippi. Um, but what I tell folks to do is to get on these like Nextdoor app or Yelp or Google and get in there and see what types of reviews these people are getting, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. And be sure that you're getting uh, reviews from clients and not agents. Well, yeah, and think about, remember who is recommending the inspector to you uh, and if they have any skin in the game. Yeah, you want to find recommendations from folks that don't. And then something that is always funny to me, and uh, this is um, maybe home inspectors and lawyers have this problem, <laughs> is you have you have one party that's really, really happy with you mm-hmm. and one party who is not. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, that, that's the problem I have with doing a home inspection repair list. Yes. I'm going to make one of those parties upset. Yeah. It's just uh, a, and, and it, it's it's I've been doing this 25 years. I have tried every single way to do this, and the verbiage you get. Well, it was like that when I bought it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, uh, th- how is that my problem? <laughs> you should have you should have hired a competent inspector right. before you bought it. Yeah. Right. So, well, it, yeah, you you run into that, and so when when you're looking at the reviews, if you have if they've got fives and a couple of ones, that's probably your inspector because right. the one is going to be the people who are really mad at them because sure, because you found stuff because right. we found stuff of course and then people you know we are listen folks and inspector specifically if you listen to this show. Mm-hmm. People are watching you. And oh, if you absolutely. do a really bad job, mm-hmm. it's going to get out there. Matter of fact, and I was visiting with Jason before the show, I am now doing expert witness work because there are inspectors who are not doing their job. Yeah. And it's gotten real messy. And I knew it was coming because what the pandemic did is it created this chaos where people, they didn't get inspections or they got fast inspections. Right. And now, two years later, and they wake up and they go, oh, my God, what have I done? I've bought a money pit. And, you know, the only course of action you have at that point is an attorney. Right. And my daddy used to always say, the only person who wins in a lawsuit is the attorney. (laughs) 
you know. So there's a lot of truth to that. But there's some incompetence that occurred, and I watched it, and I was like, well. I think I'm going to create a new line of business. <laughs> so, Marsha, you're, uh, you're, the thing to do is really do some digging here Due on, diligence. Your, on your well, reviews. And, yeah. and, and from and, people, maybe that even if you can find somebody that you know personally to ask. Well, and you know, this is going to sound just horrible, but I'm going to say it. That's what you're um, for, Jeff. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, I like the inspector that's been in business for a minute. Yeah. yeah? You like that? Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then the other side of me, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of these, you know, I got three boys, you know, so I'm thinking of the 21 to 25, 26 year olds that are getting started. Well, how about me? You know, why did you just diss on me? I'm really not, but you know, you got to kind of pay your dues. Yeah. So if I'm getting a home inspection, I want the person that's been doing it for a few years. It's credentialed up. And that's you can, right. You can go that's to their right. website sure. and see all the credentials they've got and the experience you know, that, that they've had. And I would say, I would say, if you're on the buyer side now, this is definitely a buyer beware situation, and you need to definitely find the correct inspector and make that a part of what you do. Because here's the deal. At my house, about every third day, I get a postcard saying, we will buy your house today. Yeah. No yeah. inspection, no right, cleanup. Right, no, right, no. Right, yeah. And I think somebody is going to buy this house from that person who bought this house without an inspection. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and two, there's a lot of inspections you can do yourself. Yes. I mean, look, you can flip a light. You can turn an oven on. Right. You can, you can run a dishwasher. A lot of these things we can do ourselves. You can. It's not what now, you see that's the problem. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> hang on. No, listen to me now. I'm not trying to replace Pam. I'm trying to do my due diligence up front. I've turned half the lights on. They don't work. Dishwasher doesn't work. Oven doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's let's dig into this thing a little deeper. But if those things are working, then I'm not saying don't don't hire an inspector. Mm -hmm. But at least I'm getting a sense in my mind that, hey, you know, this is probably a pretty good a pretty good home. Right. So well, right. And let's, let me, let's dig a little deeper. Let me let me say something to Marsha, too, because um, what she did is she got the inspection done before she put the house on the market. Mm-hmm. Now she's eliminated all the chaos. That's right. That's right. Because we, what we and, do. And, and too, but, but Pam, excuse me for, for interrupting. If you turn the air on and it doesn't work, all you're going to say is it doesn't work. You, you're not going to tell me why it doesn't work. Actually, I will. Yes, because <laughs> that's Pam. You're going to yeah. do. You're going to hang on. You, you're going to do a diagnostic on the air. I'm not going to do a diagnostic, but I'm one of the few inspectors that will inspect the heck out of no, the I AC. I get that part, of course. Is the breaker on? Blah blah blah. Well, I but, look at breaker. I look at sizing. Okay. I, a lot of inspectors don't do that, but let's say that if you want to just get rid of the chaos. 
Get an inspection on it before you list it. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, before we have to arm wrestle, <laughs> we're going to go to a quick break here. What do you mean I don't look at the air conditioner? Right, right. Yeah. We're going to say that. Right. Uh, we've got a couple of calls on the line. Terry and uh, Mobile, and, uh, and, and uh, thank you, Marsha. Thank you very much, and uh, uh, good luck in Birmingham, and I hope you find a good inspector there. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. Here with Pam Pipus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You guys would love to hear what's going on in the breaks. <laughs> hey, but we got those calls lined up. My That's goodness. Right. Let's go to uh, Terry and Mobile. And uh, can uh, can you use a radiant barrier on a house? What just th- what are you thinking of, Terry? Hey guys, I love the playful banter that you guys are having today. That's quite <laughs> Thank fun. Thank you. We planned that. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the clubs in the room. We didn't play anything. <laughs> well, I've got what I call a redneckification. Oh, I've got, nice. You call the right uh, show. Yeah, this is the right show for that. Well, we've got a home in the Mobile area, and it's it's kind of a Frank Lloyd Wright-esque kind of thing. It's nice. got 150 windows. It's beautiful. But um, we're buttoning it up for the summer, and we're going to be out of the state. We're in the country, in the woods. Nobody knows we're even there, so it's not going to be anybody's going to be seeing it. I was wondering, because it's got so many windows and big giant sliders, can I use that foil-sided radiant barrier type bubble wrap kind of stuff and put it across those windows and just kind of try and beat the heat back? Because we don't have window coverings on everything because it's a Frank Lloyd Wright Mm. type home. You can use that stuff that people use on the inside of their windows during uh, during the winter to keep the leaks from coming. But I don't know if so, that'll help. Now, um, Terry, you're you're not cutting the heat and air off though, right? And the air's going to continue running. Well, I was going to put it on about eighty. Uh, that's yeah, okay. That's, that's 77, fine. 80. I don't have yeah. a problem with that. And just make sure uh, your fan is still circulating. I'm I'm worried, Pam, and you 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 know more about this than I do. I'm worried about the heat and cool differential and getting moisture. Yeah, right. Between that, the is, foil and the window. Yeah, is that am I, is my thinking correct? Well. You know, I don't think it's a bad idea, Terry. Um, I actually inspect houses and, you know, folks that work nights, they have the, that foil on their windows mm-hmm. because, so they can sleep during the day, you know, to block mm-hmm. everything out. So I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I personally like a covering on the outside. Yeah. Me. That's, now. I, that's the other thing I was wondering. I just don't know if I can get up there myself. As a, oh, okay. As, you know, yeah. Office. Yeah. Because it's yeah, a two-story or something. Yeah. You know, well, I would try read, it and see. What I've read online is that you need a little bit of a gap. So I would, I was going to have a spacer between the window and the foil. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some air, air movement. circulation right. there. So it yeah. won't condensate. If, right. If I'm going to, to button up the house and leave the air and the fans on, I've got a whole house uh, fan that sucks stuff out. I don't do that while I've got the no. air on. No, don't but do that. What, what is the highest temperature that you think is kind of a 
say, could I put it on 85? No. I leave leave all of my new houses on 77. Yeah, 77, 78 really is the maximum. because, Especially in Mobile, because you're going to have your humidity down there is off the charts. Probably worse than ours. It is. That's what you're trying to do is to – you don't want to come back to a bunch of microbial growth because – you you your air temperature and microbial growth happens when you have humidity higher than 68% a water source which would be the you know could be the humidity and then something to grow on it won't necessarily grow on the windows but it might grow on the sheetrock i think i would also investigate terry i would investigate some dehues you can you can buy them relatively inexpensive um, put them in the bathtubs. Put yeah, yeah, definitely put it in a drain somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people do that. Now, what's the square footage of this home? <laughs> I don't even want to tell you. It's, it's big. Seventy five hundred. It? Oh my yeah. goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh boy! Does it have? But I would rather pay the air conditioning electric bill than than. Then mess the house. Up. Let me yeah. ask you this: This might be something to look at. I know it's, it's probably an older home, right? Yeah. 1980. Uh, if you're going to be leaving it for a while, do you have smart thermostats? Do not. That would be a great thing to have like if you could change too. the thermostats yeah. from Italy. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. yeah, that's not a bad idea. And also, Terry, in the future, what you may want to think about doing is hiring a company to come in and put some film on those windows that have a radiant barrier. I did okay. that UV on my, film. a yeah. UV film. Yep. I did that. And from the inside, you can't even tell it's there. Right. And okay. that that would just help all around on the energy efficiency of the house. That's a great idea, right. Pam. But I right. mean, and that you, would be permanent. Yeah, that would be, that would be something life. as you move forward. Just kind of think about maybe doing something like that. I have had a lot of success with that in my personal home because my windows are single pane. This is my next question: Are you single pane or double pane windows? We are double pane. They're okay. all pella windows. Okay, good, good. 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 Yeah. yeah, and they may already have a UV barrier in them. I don't know. Do you get any well, direct sun? Yeah, on one part of it, I've got, I've got. 24 inch uh, width by six foot height. I've got 12 of those in a row that just get baked all day, every day. You know, oh, that, I would focus on those and not do any of the others. I, I think I would too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 yeah those windows okay. are cooking that room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. you just, it, right. it's just, you know, yeah, anyway. But the, I would just, if it were me, I would minimize my effort and, and just focus <laughs> on those. <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> I know other callers have other questions. Thank y'all. Thanks, Thanks Terry. man. We appreciate it. All right, let's uh, keep going on the line. Uh, Jackson next. Uh, are you with us? Yeah, this is Jim and Jackson. I just want to echo what uh, Jeff said about calling a qualified roofer before you call your insurance company. Um, I mean, even if you have a leak, it might be something as simple as a pop exactly. or something to be fixed for less than 100 bucks. Right, right. Instead of having your insurance premiums go up $500 a year. Wow. Well, Jim, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Insurance should be used for a catastrophic event. Agreed. Period. Yeah. You know, That's I've got a, yeah, it look, you know, I got a tree on my, uh, and, and man, look, I, we, we have had the calls last week and this week. I've got a, I've got a tree on my fence. I'm going to call my insurance. 
No, no, no don't stop it. <laughs> right. It, well, they put that. Um, I know on the insurance on my insurance. Yeah. I know I've got a thousand dollar deductible. Right. And I guess that's there to be a deterrent for me to. Yeah, uh, kind of. Not it's, to just willy nilly make a claim. Right. Well, you stop and think for a minute. What's it worth what, to me? Yeah, what what do, do some homework. How much is it? What's what's the repair? Um, you know, I, I've got five thousand dollars worth of trees down in my yard. Fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at this, it all comes back on me because nothing hit the house. Oh, okay. So, you just got firewood. Well, yeah, in right. a in a in a five thousand dollar deficit. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Jim. Th- thank you for that comment. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Let's keep on moving. Uh, next in line, we got Mike and Hernando. Uh, just got a comment for the host. Wait a minute, that's me. What's up, Mike? <laughs> yeah, that's you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I listen to you guys every week because I uh, I love listening to you because you bring a kind of a sense of levity to what could be a really dry subject. And I think you guys are some of the greatest comedy act on radio. <laughs> Man, thank you. Uh, hey, our paychecks just went up, Pam. Yeah, yeah. Right. Double. Double it. <laughs> keep up the good work. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. All right, let's keep on moving. Uh, Craig is on the line in Biloxi. If you want to buy a house and get an inspection, tell us about that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I was wondering if you, sh- if I'm a buyer and I wanted to buy a house, should I share? And, and I get an inspection as a buyer. Should I share that information in that written portfolio with the uh, with the seller? Boy, is that a great question. <laughs> I, I've got I an would. answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I'm going to use it as a bargaining tool. Um, and I'm going to make up some numbers here. I'm buying a $250,000 house. I get an, a qualified inspection report, and I've got you know $15,000 worth of repairs. I'm paying appraised value. I'm going back to the seller. Hey, let's let's negotiate this you know $25,000 deficit here. Um, oh, that's a good point. Meet, 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 meet me halfway. Meet me 100%. You know what's your feelings here? Right. But yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna so share. You're saying it could be used as a bargaining sure. tool. Well, and this is this is where it gets sticky. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the stickiness of this. Sometimes a seller doesn't want to see it because they don't want to be caught in a disclosure problem. So if they never see what's wrong, then they don't have to deal with it. And it's the craziest. I do not agree yeah, with that. That's one of like putting your a, fingers in your ears. Yeah, Let me tell you, though. That's a stretch, Let though. me tell you. No, it's not. Well, okay, no, it's so not. I've, I've been living in the house for 10 years, and I didn't know that worked. Yeah, and... Well, if you've got now you're taking kids to daycare and you're having to go yeah, to work, true, true. and owners don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. They do uh, not. I, pay I agree it. with they, you. They're just not paying attention. But actually, the state of Mississippi, the Real Estate Commission, just came out with this new rule. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This but, is not an opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, what they did is they changed the rules around property disclosure statements. Now the agents are not responsible, period, for the property disclosure. 
So they don't even have to tell you to get a property really? disclosure. Yes. Really? It's the craziest when did thing. That, when did that? Because I always fill one out. Oh, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You when, don't, did, when did that the, happen? Uh, the, it went into law about two months ago. And really? I sat in on the class wow. Wow. when they were explaining it to realtors. So now... And in my opinion, if you're a good realtor, you're going to want to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Now, another thing, you know how silly this is. There's a question on there. Has the property ever, I think it's ever gotten wet or something? Uh, sure. Yes. It, it got wet when I was framing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, have you seen the new form? Uh, All right, guys, well, we look, y'all, y'all are having a meeting here. <laughs> There's a construction meeting going we, we on We can't even keep on. Pro- well, look, I've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. Okay, so that's le- true. Le- le- so let me, go back, let me go back and address the question. Okay. If you are trying to negotiate a price, then yes, you want to. Now, I, I actually taught a class or was part of a, a new realtor orientation um, a couple of weeks ago over at the Jackson Central Realtor thing. And I told those new agents, do not under any circumstance, hand that uh, inspection report to a seller and ask them to do everything. You have just opened up a can of worms that you do not, you have created drama. Now, if it's new construction, you need to look at, and what we try to do as inspectors, we want to talk about, these are things that you need to do as a homeowner. Right. Okay. And then these are the things you could ask the builder to do. That one would expect the builder to handle. Right. Yes. And it's all about communication. Right. So I think it really, the answer to your question is, it depends. (laughs) All right. The perfect answer for Fix It 101. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Good job. Good job there, Pam. Yeah. All right, you know, uh, let's uh, let's let's check with uh, check in with Homer real quick in uh, Clarksdale. He's got an eight one one issue. What's going on, Homer? Oh, uh, hey, how y'all doing? Good. I enjoyed this show. Um, Thank you. I uh, I got a friend. You know, it's always a friend. It's right. a friend, right. my friend. Right. I didn't put a <laughs> shovel in the ground. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. It, it's got a small backhoe that he. You know, do work here and there. Uh-huh. Uh For people that he knows, but anyway, the if 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 you call eight one one, and because uh, it was a good while back before the law kicked in, he 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 was digging in his driveway and he hit a line and all kinds of stuff started oozing out of it. Uh huh. So that law went in then. Now. And what I'm asking is, if someone gets 811 to come out and they clear area, and you go in and my friend goes in and dig and he hits something, where 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 are you as far as you know liability? Still your property. Uh, well, well, no. It, okay, let me. Yeah. And I think if I understand the question properly, because we call 811. All the time, every other day, we're calling eight eight one one. If eight one one comes out, and during that three day window, and they mark where we are working, and we hit a utility, it is the responsibility of eight one one. It is not mine. Now, if for some reason. We forget to call, we don't call, whatever, and we hit that utility. Uh, 
it is the contractor's responsibility that hit the utility. Now, you've so, mentioned okay. that there are other things under the ground that one can hit that 811 will not mark. Well, 811 is not going to mark your water line mm-hmm. because there's no tracer wire mm-hmm. on your on, on your on water your, line on, on your on your water line. That's what about why, um, sewer? Will it? Will uh, typically not. Yeah. They're, they're going to they're going to locate gas, uh, gas, and 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 power and, power. and, and um, um, uh, cable. Typically, mm-hmm. it's something they can trace. Right. Um, so, but it's a good idea if you are going to dig. It's free of charge. Call eight one one now. If the if the and this is just a little side note. If the contractor calls you and says, "Hey, I want you to call eight one one," you tell the contractor no. the 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 person doing the digging, not physically doing mm-hmm, the digging, right? The company doing the digging. Must call eight one one. That is such good advice. Interesting. Yeah. That's so real good advice. If they ask you to do it, mm, I know mm, you do it. You do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because then they bear the responsibility. That's right. That's right. That's fantastic advice. That's Thank real you. good advice. Yeah, I like that. That'd be good to roll into a break with here. Thank you very much, Homer. I appreciate it. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, Pam Fibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Boy, we can just go on and on and on during the break. John is like <laughs> waving at us. Hey, man, show, 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 show. hush. Right. All right. Uh, Melissa's all, Melissa is on the line in Jackson. And uh, what's going on with you, Melissa? Um, hi, I bought a home in Jackson. We have lived out west and moved back to Mississippi after a while. Mm-hmm. And we need a new roof. We, um, it's, it's coming. But I've noticed in our rooms, it'll be hot, like in the upper areas of our rooms near the ceiling, like markedly more warm. Is that a roof insulation problem or is that a window problem? Do you have high ceilings? Some of the ceilings, um, it's a mid-century house, so some of them are kind of vaulted, but even in the taller rooms, yeah. It's yeah. Just a thing. It's just um, it, what happens is that, well, it could be a roofing issue if it's a ventilation issue. If you've got vaulted ceilings with no ventilation there, and I actually, um, I'm working on a case right now where the builder came in, or the, re, the he wasn't even a builder, the guy wasn't even licensed. Anyway, he went in and put the boards directly on the roof decking. <laughs> It didn't take long for them to all come loose um, because the heat. Yeah, there was no ventilation there between, you know, it's like what our previous caller said. You have to have an air gap so you can get some air movement. Is this a new house? No, she said. Mid-century. Mid-century. Yeah, if it's in Jackson, it's old. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be a number of things. Yeah, it really could. It, it, it could be it, an insulation yeah. thing. Yep. It could be a ventilation thing. It could, say be, that. it could be a heat and air thing. It could be old well, air Melissa, conditioning. If you're here from the West, if you're new and here from the West, you are going to have to get used to air movement. 
we have to move the air okay. here or yeah. the or the humidity will stay on everything it touches and just rot it. You got to figure yeah. out so, a way to get it dry. Right. And so and another thing okay. and I had a client down in uh, Brookhaven that we've been working with. They had a very similar problem and it was because they didn't have enough return air on the air conditioning. And so air conditioners dry air. They are dehumidifiers. That's mm. what they're trying to do. If you've got an older unit with not enough return air, you'll never dry your house out. You'll never get it cool. She, she probably ought to get a yeah. get a home inspection because it could be so many different so things. So many different things. I would have, yeah, I would get an inspector in there to kind of try to diagnose what the problem yeah. is. So you're not throwing your money right. at things That's that true. you don't need to. Exactly. That's yeah. true. I'm going I'm to give you something to throw some money at, uh, but here we go. Anytime you have a room with a ceiling that's higher than the standard ceiling, a ceiling fan is a fantastic idea because the heat will get trapped above the the, the registers and it just stays up there. I have a vaulted ceiling in my house mm-hmm. and we have a ceiling fan. Okay. But, but if you don't have something that's moving that air, that hot air will get stuck up there. Yeah, and then you start seeing okay. mildew. That's yes. right. And, yeah, that's right. You know, and, and yeah. the heat loss, we use thermal cameras, and I can put on a, any vaulted ceiling just about, I can come in and throw that camera up there, and it will show me enormous heat loss in that vault. All the vents and the air return are, like, on the you know, on the floor level. There's your problem. Right. <laughs> I just diagnosed you. There's your problem. Right. I bet there's been okay. critters under there and there's no insulation. Yeah, yeah. You're probably that, that just would, throwing. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Because uh, a critter is going to eat that the first mm-hmm. chance they get. Yeah, yeah for that house, uh, an inspector might be the best money you can spend. Uh, it, it is, in my opinion. <laughs> and I would get, um, you want a tiny inspector on something <laughs> like that. And the reason I say that is Jeff's not going to be able to, and I love Jeff. <laughs> He ain't crawling well, <laughs> under and around ductwork because he just can't physically. A tiny yeah. inspector, yes, right. and and you know, inspectors. And let me just throw this out here as we finish the show up. Inspectors, we have to tell you how we accessed an area, and if we didn't, if there were obstructions. Yeah. So I preach all the time. Why are you hiring an inspector who weighs over 250 pounds to go into your crawl space? Because all they're going to say is obstructed couldn't get there. Oh, <laughs> I like that. So if, if your inspector is any bigger than a jockey, <laughs> yeah. riding a horse. You, you well, know. if you've got a house that's on conventional foundation that has ductwork underneath there, very few can get around it or will even try That's and i've right. actually i'm working on a case in vicksburg where the guy didn't say that there was an obstruction and i went in 15 feet and the g- total girder had rotted out and the floor fell in yep. Yikes. But, yeah yeah you know. all right well folks that was a lively show fix it 101 is a production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you our show was engineered by mr java chapman our call screener today was intern tim for pam pibus jeff sammons i'm jason klein stay tuned for our wednesday 10 a.m program everyday tech with jay white and join us next wednesday at nine for fix it 101 only on mpb think radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.